Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on Testimony Tuesdays. Now this episode is episode 19 and it's called The Devil is a Liar. Yeah? Yes. Am I lie? Sorry, but he's <laughs> lying to you, okay? He's lying to you in anything that he's told you or promised you. He is deceiving you, okay? It's all a lie, it's all fabricated just to make you come away from the rightly, the only rightful God, yeah? And that's God. Amen. Amen. Jehovah, right? Yes. Abba Father. Yes. Yeah? The Most High. The Most High. The Almighty God. Exactly. Anyway, I'm hyped up today because of the Holy Spirit. Now, guys, um, our anchor is... Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 says, You shall have no other gods before me. Amen. Amen. This was the first commandment given, and we should be able to abide with that commandment amen so this whole episode guys is about worshiping a god or an idol an object anything that you see as above god and how it's wrong and how it has consequences so what is idolatry idolatry is an idol or a person that is not god yeah so that you are worshiping so it's you having an extreme admiration you're having love or even reverence for something or someone that is not of god or not god yeah this can be objects as natasia said um this can be statues people even the music it's true yeah because a lot of us see a certain song or a certain artist above god i'm sorry but a lot of people are saying like beyonce like queen b and they worship her you know yeah so it's crazy there's a lot of like things out there that aren't of god and we need to really understand that there are consequences for these things so our, our next question is what does the bible say about worshiping other gods or an idol so this comes in with matthew chapter 4 verse 7 again the devil took him up and exceedingly high mountain and showed him all kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him all these things i will give to you if you will fall down and worship me then jesus said to him away with you satan for it is written you shall worship the lord your god and him only you shall serve amen amen so jesus went into the wilderness he went in fasting and prayer and when he was there the devil was tempting him telling him that if you worship me i'll do this for you if you bow down to me i'll do this for you everything that he was offering jesus jesus already had anyways and also what i've noticed is the devil himself is supposed to be worshiping god but because he's so rebellious because he wants to be worshipped he wants to be the god he wants to have power he wants to be seen as equal to god or even higher than god yeah how would you put it he wants to take the light of god and make the light be upon him so people will seek him people will come to him Mm. when they know when they think god is not listening or god is not watching exactly and you know although he's able 
to offer things. He's not able to offer everything, you know, and he will try to make it seem like everything that he has to offer, you know, is nice, is glamorous, it's yeah. amazing, it's this, it's that. However, he will never tell you the consequences. Because, yeah. He will never tell you that everything that he that is offering you has, has a, a price, price to pay and it has something attached to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this links to um Genesis chapter three verse one when he went in as a snake and tried to well he he didn't try because you know he did he, he went um, in as a serpent to deceive eve yeah exactly and he told her look if you do all these things your eyes will be opened now he wasn't lying her eyes was opened but he didn't tell her the consequences of what would happen if she ate that fruit yeah mm. so anytime the enemy offers anything there's always a higher price to pay and i feel like people always think oh you know what here's what i want and they always want like another they always want a quick fix but the most important thing yeah is to be patient have faith and wait on god yeah that's the only thing that you're able to do because i feel like a lot of people for example with like um voodoo or with um judge they always want a quick fix but they aren't aware that when you have an evil spirit on you that's the worst thing that, that you could ever want in your life what? because oh and then poor oh my god pastor preached he preached about something powerful yeah i think it was a couple of um weeks ago or whatever and he spoke about how we are a vessel yeah god created us so that we have a vessel inside of us to fill with the holy spirit understand we are, we are a vessel understand so vessel. if if the holy spirit is not inside of us there's always space for something else to be in us yeah if the holy spirit is not inside of us there's always space for a different kind of spirit to come upon us yeah so be careful what you watch be careful what you play be careful what you allow around you because once god's covering is gone you are in a big mess and this is clarified in first samuel 16 verse 14 it says but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, it wasn't that God isn't an amazing God, but as a result of the sins that Saul has committed, yeah, he, he wasn't obedient anymore. You know, he was going his own way. And that is why God took away his covering. I'm telling you guys, once God has taken away his covering, he will allow whatever else to come upon you. And once it comes upon you, as it spoke about in 1 Samuel 16, it tormented Saul it tormented him he needed to hear songs of praise to be able to help him so guys it's important to be careful that those around you are not influencing you in the wrong way that you aren't seeking god for the wrong reasons and that you aren't being ungrateful to everything that he has done for you you know he's able to give you everything and he's also able to take it off you as well soul came from a background of poverty right he didn't come from anywhere but because he he was very like he was he was now on his high horse you know he now has everything he's now king he has people under him so he thought you know what i can do anything that i want to do i don't have to hear from god no more but humble yourself yeah understand that everything that you currently have is from god you know appreciate that not everyone else has that, you know. He chose you for a reason. And because he chose soul, he allowed everything to get to his head. And that's what led to God taking away his covering. Because he wasn't obedient anymore. He wasn't taking instruction anymore. Yeah? Also, this links to um, Matthew 12, I think it's verse around 43 onwards. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it leaves and goes into the desert trying to find someone else to enter. But when the spirit... When that evil spirit realizes there's no other person that they can go into, 
when he's coming back, he will bring seven other spirits to come and torment you. He will bring seven more spirits because remember, you're now clean, you're purified. If you're not continuing your seeking God and you allow the enemy to leave, when he's coming back, he's not coming back alone. He's bringing his brothers. He's bringing seven more spirits to come and torment you. Seven more spirits, worse than what was before. And you're going to even... Um, you're going to be in more anguish than what you was in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's just important, guys, to be able to understand that once you're in Christ, although you are saved and God is protecting you, he's, he's guiding you, unless you continue to seek him, you know, it's easy for you to um, backslide. It's easy for other things to come in your way. Mm. You know, the enemy is able to use anything. He's able to use you know a friend you know anybody who isn't in christ is able to use in exodus 22 chapter 20 mm. the bible clearly states that he who sacrifices to any god except the lord only he shall be utterly destroyed mm. so we're just going to go into deuteronomy 28 verse 15 to 20 which gives us Another a list of, of things that happen yeah things that happen as a consequence of you going against god and thinking that others are better than him yeah so our first one yeah is what to show if you refuse to listen to the lord your god and do not obey all the commands and decrees i am giving you today all these curses will come and overwhelm you so when you disobey god when you do what you're not supposed to do that is against the will of god you can be cursed and as the scripture says it will come and overwhelm you Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 16 onwards it says your town and your field will be cursed your fruit basket and breadboard will be cursed even food you know <laughs> your children and your crops will be cursed mm. the offspring of the your herds and flocks will be cursed wherever you go and whatever you do will be cursed mm -hmm. the Lord himself will send on you curses confusion and frustration in everything you do until at last you are completely destroyed for doing evil and abandoning me. The Lord will afflict you with diseases until none of you are left in the land you are about to enter and occupy. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, and with blight and mild. Mild, no, and with mild, <laughs> sorry, and with blight and mildew. You know what, These yeah. disasters will pursue you until you die. And it keeps going on. Yeah, it's a lot. There's guys. more. It's a lot. Anything that happens as a consequence of you worshiping an idol is endless. Yeah, basically, it's endless. A anything could happen to Less you. Less like hell, fam. Exactly on earth. So, without further ado, our guest today that we're inviting on our platform is name is Emmanuel. He's a gospel artist. His stage name is God's Nation. So if you like to find him and listen to his music, you can find him on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music and so forth. So Emmanuel, we're so happy to introduce you onto our platform today. Would you like to share your testimony with us? Okay, so my name is Emmanuel Jackson and I'm born and raised in Ghana. You know, Accra to be precise, the capital city of Ghana. You know, um, growing up wasn't easy. Growing up wasn't easy. You know, my dad was a contractor and then he had a lot of contracts and then he was a rich man at the point of his life. And then it got to a point in his life, things became bad. Um, he went broke. So we had to move from um, our apartment to a different place in the city called Tema Committee 18. So um, things were really, really tough. 
and then he passed on when I was 13. So um, my mom had to work her way out to take care of all of us. And it was really difficult. And you know, um, within our culture, she was supposed to be indoors for a whole year and not work. So as a young boy, I had a lot of pressure to to feed the family here. Yeah. So what I did was to go out to the community with my cutlass and then um, ask the neighbors if they want somebody to till their gardens for them. And they will say, yeah, you're too young, but anyway, if you want to do it because, um, because of money, then we are ready to give you the offer. So I was doing that for a while. So I was not going to school. My sisters were not going to school. And then we were in the house. So I got to a point, they started going to school, but I was still on the streets. I had to hustle to take care of my family. So I was doing that, I was doing that. And I got to a point I became ambitious. Like I really wanted to make money because um, going out to weed for people, taking care of their gardens was not enough to make, to take care of my family. So I became really, really anxious like, I wanted to make a lot of money and I was just young at that time. So um, I had to join a gang, you know. So what we were doing was we were going to the, you know, those rich neighborhoods. And then if we see you having a flashy phone or anything that is sellable, we just attack you, maybe slap you from behind. Maybe you have like expensive shoes, we rob you of those. And then we just go and sell it and then make money. But it wasn't enough, you know, my test for money and becoming rich, like was growing, you know, so I had to find other means to become successful. So, um, I, um, I think, um, I started frauding, you know, I started frauding and before I started frauding, you know, I started smoking at the early stage around um, 16, I started smoking, um, cigarettes and then I graduated to smoking marijuana. You get it. And then at that age also, I started masturbating. So I masturbated for seven good years or bad years, whatever I started masturbating. It was a chronic one. Yeah, it was a chronic one. I was into that and it was eating me up. I remember there were times that um, I would be served food, food would be ready. And then I would just have the desire to masturbate. And then I would leave the food behind, rush to the washroom just to go and mast masturbate. And then after that, I'll feel okay and there was this one time i had this crazy experience um i think i went to the washroom to masturbate and then i was like no i can't do it now i want to do it in the midnight because at that time i'll have a uh, a very awesome experience like i will enjoy it and then look what happened i went to bed i slept o'clock midnight something came tapping me on the shoulder like it's time for you to do this so i woke up and then you know i want to go wrong this testimony you know so that other people you know can can be set free you know the bible said we overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamp and by the words of our testimony so i just hope that um as I go raw and naked, this testimony will heal people and set others free from their bondage. And that is the purpose of this testimony. It's not for self-glorification, but just for God, the power of God, what he's able to do. So I woke up around 12 and then I did what I had to do. And then after I masturbated, I said, um, I have to say it because I said it. I said, fuck Jesus, I love Satan. Mm. And after that confession, I saw this image of a beast in the form of a beast entering me 
And since then, I was not able to step into church. Um, my mom would say, follow me to church. The moment I step foot in the church, you see my heart to start beating, panting fast. Like I want to pass out, then I'll run out of the church. So I wasn't able to go to church because anytime I step in, there's like, no, nah, I don't belong there. You know, so I was into that too. And then um, I remember when I was in grade seven, eight, I was about to write my final exams and then I'll move to um, high school. I met this man. I met this man. All this while I was still frauding, but it wasn't something intense. I wasn't making any headways, you know. I was just a young, confused guy trying to make trying to make a living, trying to make something happen, but nothing was really happening. So I was adding up things, you know, smoking, drinking, but things were not really going my way. So I met this man and then he was like, um, he likes me. He likes the way I look. I'm smart and all that. And then um, he wants to be my friend. I was like, okay, cool. So he would invite me over to his place and then he'd be talking to me, but I didn't know he was a gay and he was interested in me. So he was a rich man. So one time he opened, I was like, you know, I love you and I want you to be my lover. I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I, and then I suggested something. I was like, you know, I can't do it, but I can help you out. I can look for people who are interested to do this and then I'll bring them to you and then you give me money. So I became a pimp or something to him and he agreed to it. So for some time I was doing that for money. I would take uh, guys to him. He would sex them and then he would give me money. And the fraud, I wasn't making a headway and I was becoming depressed because I wanted to make money. You know, I wanted to make money. So I tried something we call here blood money. It's like money rituals. Oh. You have to kill somebody to make money. So, yeah, um, I had some friends and then, you know, we decided to go in for that. But, you know, it didn't work out for me. It didn't work out. So, um, but even before we, we, we got money, we had to do some couple of things like rob some people, take certain things that wasn't ours and then go and sell to, to make some money. And then, and then so after that, um, um, I don't know, we were, we were caught. And so we had to, we had to run. You know, the police was looking for us. So I had to run to another city, like another region, like the Ashanti region, Kumasi. So I was in Kumasi for a while. I was in Kumasi for a while. Then after that, I came back to Accra. And then I was trying to um, set up again, like trying to gather myself and then make money again from the street because I had no hope. Okay, so I mean, after I came back from Kumasi, you know, Things were still tough, but I was trying to make something out of nothing. But the only hope I had was to live the street life. Because, you know, at the time, things were um, difficult. So I had to drop out of school and then hustle my way to, to pay bills for my mom. And then also to take care of my sisters and then keep them in school. And then keep a roof over our head so that they don't get kicked out. You know, so I was doing all sort of things, you know taking people to that gay man for them to be sexed and then I take money. So when I came back to Accra, things were tough. I, mean, I had no place to stay, so I had to go and perch with my mom at that time. So things were really tough for them. And there was no food in the house. It was a terrible situation. So I was pressed, like I was pushed to the wall. 
I had to do something. I know I was writing up applications, looking for job, but I didn't get any. So I was there and I called this man who was interested in me. I was like, you know, to hell with this. I've been masturbating, wasting my spam, you know. What, what, what do I gain? So let me just let me just take this shot once and for all. So I called him. I was like, hey, Linford, um, I need some money. And it's like, oh, if you need money, come over to my place. So um, I got some money from one of my friends. And then I went over to his place. And then I told him what I needed the money for. And I was like, okay, fine, I can help you. But you know, I have to sleep with you first. I was like, yeah, I'm in. I will do it. So I did it. I allowed him to sleep with me. And he gave me the money. And then I was like, see, I would do whatever it takes to make money. If I have, if I'm able to do this sex by another man, then I'm going to do whatever it takes. So at this point, my mind was sealed. My heart was sold out to the devil. You get it? Uh, I was going all in. I didn't care who, if I had to kill somebody to make the money, I didn't care anymore. Before I was like, ah, oh, I can't do this, but I was able to do this. I was like, Okay, now I'm ready for whatever. So I took the fucking zeros and then I was like, you know what? Since like, and after that, like people were approaching me and they were all gays. Like, we like you, you're nice. I was like, okay, then I have to make money of this. So I took it to the internet. You know, I created a site. I was looking for gay sites. I created um, an account on those sites. And then um, I was chatting gays. I was chatting gays. And then one, I dropped one. One of my clients decided to visit me. He was from Guyana. He came. We booked a hotel. We slept, had sex, um, um, took in drugs. It was crazy. You know, I was living a crazy life. It was really, really crazy. You know, so I was on the road. I was in the fast lane, just living my life, doing anything I can to make money to take care of myself and my family. Until this day, so I was getting money. I was getting money. I was getting money. I had people, clients paying me, you know. Life was a bit okay. So, yeah, I was getting money, smoking, drinking every weekend, you know, going to other top places, having fun. Oh, yeah, you get it. So, that's how I was leaving. And then one time, something weird happened. I went out with my friends to chill. And it was on um, Sunday evening at the beach. You know, normally I would smoke a lot of a pack of cigarettes and I'll be fine. But this day I was smoking just a stick. So one stick of cigarette and I was not able to take it. I felt like I was running mad. So I said to my friend, it's like something weird is happening to me. I'm running mad. I need to go home. So I left them and I went home. So a week later on a Friday, I was there with another friend. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was running mad again. I was like, something is happening to me. Can you take me to the hospital? So they took me to the hospital, ran a couple of tests, like, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. But then I was not okay. I was not okay. I was losing my mind. I was lo it was crazy. I was losing my mind. I was having serious demonic attack. And then I felt sick. For three months, I was sick. I was ill. I would go to hospital. They would take samples of my blood and run tests and they couldn't find anything. But I was dying gradually. I was dying gradually. Until one day I got fed up. 
you know, my mom took me to church and um, there was this prophet. He saw me, I was like, you know what? There's something you're doing with the devil and God wants you to stop. If you don't stop, you are going to die and you will lose your soul. Are you ready to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to do it. But I was like, okay, I'm going to stop um, all this cult thing that I was into, you know, moving from one um, place to the other, looking for money, you know, I'm going to stop. But I can't stop fraud because I said to myself, ah, there are a lot of Christians, they are not into fraud, but, you know, they, they are into fornication. So I can also be, I said, Jesus Christ and then stick with the fraud. After all, if I get money, I'll pay God something out of it. So I didn't really want to let go of the fraud. It was something that I was like, that was my hope. Like, I didn't know what I was living for. You know, so that was my hope. So I was just living. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to accept Jesus Christ and then start maybe masturbating a couple of things and not go to the shrine and consult those other gods. But I'm still going to stick with the fraud because, yeah, that, that is what I want to do. But God didn't want me to go that way. God wanted me for himself. So even that didn't work. You know, and this point, this is what I want to say to people. See, you can be prayed for. Hands can be laid upon you. But this is what I want you to understand. The best person to deliver yourself is yourself. You can be sick, but if you don't admit that you are sick, nobody can give you medicine. Until you are able to recognize that you are sick and you need healing, there's no way you are going to be healed. I had to come to that point to understand that my ways were evil and I need a change of mind and a change of heart because I was prayed for and those demons were still hunting me. I was sick. I couldn't move my body. And I thought my mother's prayer could do the magic, but no. So one day I was like, you know what? God, I want to enter into a covenant with you. And at this time, I was I was not feeling anything. I was not feeling anything. I would drink water, but I don't feel, I don't know what, if it is water. I was dying. I was on my deathbed. On a Sunday, I was like, you know what, God? I want to enter into a covenant with you. I'm going to let go of everything. But I promise you give me life. So that day I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. And then he came into my life and changed everything around me. I was not able to walk, but that very day, I was able to stand on my feet and walk. And that is the saving grace of Jesus Christ. So if you're out there and you're listening to me and you're hearing my voice and you think you're into a deep situation that you can't come out, there is nothing too deep. There is no value too steep for God that he can reach you. The Bible says, for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. At what state was the word in before God decided to give his son? The world was in chaos. But God said, even in the midst of their misery, I'm still going to reach out to them, show them love because I created them. I created you in my own image and likeness. And therefore, if I'm able to preserve you, then I'm preserving my image. God invested so much into you to just watch you go down the drain. No, 
There is nothing that God cannot do in your life. I know maybe you feel like you're addicted. There is no addiction that the blood of Jesus cannot break. You know, there's nothing that God cannot do. There's no situation that God cannot change. I was into a lot of things. Homosexual, masturbation, smoking, drinking, um, occultism. You know, but God was able to save me because I gave him the chance to save me. I recognized my deeds. I knew that I couldn't make it without him. I was going to die, actually. You get it? So wherever you are, whatever you are into, you may be a gay, a lesbian, um, a fraud star, a smoker. I've been a smoker. I've inhaled coke. I've sniffed. I've done all that. But God was able to save me. God was able to save me. So if you're hearing me, I just want you to know, just lay your bed inside the cross. Nobody can save you. I can pray for you to be saved. You have to admit that you are tired. You can't go on anymore. And then own up and open up to God that you need him. That you need him in your life. I'm not going to say that um, I'm a perfect Christian. The journey hadn't been easy. But I'm still hoping and keeping on. Trusting in God to take me to the end. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. Just run to the cross. Jesus is able to save you. No matter who you are. Trust me. He's able to save you. So I gave my life to Jesus. And thank you for making time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Spirit of God reach out to you wherever you are. Any addictions over your life may be broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. And may the Spirit of God take control over your life wherever you are. You know, the Bible said, if the Son of Man set you free, then you are free indeed. So I'm free from all the things that used to hurt me in my past. It hadn't been easy. I wouldn't say it's easy. Like, I'm, I'm perfect. No, I'm not. But each and every day, I'm reminding myself that um, I need to be better than yesterday. I need to be better than who I was yesterday. You know, you can be saved today and lose your salvation tomorrow. So it's a daily thing for me. Every day I am fighting. Every day I'm battling, you know making sure that I have my eyes fixed and that and that's what has kept me going we're in the last days and the enemy has been able to separate us we no longer go to church and people be like yeah after all we do online service but trust me the online service is not as powerful as the normal mm. gathering so in these times, a lot of people are going through things that they don't have people to talk to. They don't have people to open up to. And the enemy is taking advantage of this moment and this situation to prey on people. You understand? I think this is the right time for Christians to start reaching out for one another. So to start looking out for mm. each other. Because we are in the last days. And I want you to know something. Everybody has a crown in heaven. And everybody has a throne in heaven. If your brother doesn't make it to heaven, God is not going to give you his throne. God is not going to give you his crown. His throne is going to be empty. And his crown will be on his throne. 
So if you want heaven to be full, then you have to start preaching the message to everybody. You have to start reaching out to your friends because we have to be there together. Yes. You know, and we need to learn to to listen and not judge. You know, because before before somebody will go in to do something, he know what the right thing is for him to do. But he's not able to do it because something higher than him is compelling him to do that mm. which is not good. Yeah. You understand? And when people are guilty, the last thing they need is judgment. That's true. Because their guilty conscience is already That's judging true. them. So you don't need to add up another judgment. Wow. I am amazed. This was a very powerful episode. Like his different from every other episode that we've had and hosted on his word i believe that you know this episode is there to show people that you know in times of need we go through things and we experience things as a result of our you know our situations and you know it just kind of like highlights that even in your darkest times don't go and seek an external source you know only god is able to help you although the enemy he may promise you things in that moment and he may make it seem like you know what he's helping you there's always a price to pay you know and the price that Emmanuel had to unfortunately pay was that you know he was ill like he was sick he was on his deathbed but you know our God is a powerful God he did not allow him to die you know he told him like listen if you continue in this way this is what will happen and now look at him Look at him, a very powerful artist online with fantastic, you know, gospel music. I'm sure Emmanuel and most of us who haven't always been in Christ are shocked by where God has led them, you know, in their journey. None of us are ever aware of the journey that God plans to take us on, you know. We aren't ever aware of it. But if you trust God, if you give your whole life to God. He's able to change your situation. He can take you out of those dark times, you know? He can show you the light and the way. Understand? Yeah. Tishrei, how about you? Like, what have you taken from this episode? From this episode, I had to sit down and actually process what was happening Mm. because there was a lot going on in there. Very deep. Well, first thing I noticed was that at a young age, a lot of us have to grow up so quickly. So as we are growing up here, we always think that it's our responsibility to provide for the family when there's no way um, our family can receive what they need. You feel like sometimes you have to go out and be the provider when that's not your responsibility. You're just a child. Yeah. We always have burdens put upon us at such an early age. And in his in his circumstances, he had a burden that he needed to go and make money so he can provide for his family. They needed to eat. They need to survive in some way. And he felt like he needed to do that because his father was no longer around to do that for him. So obviously the decision that he made was never the right decision. But at the moment, he thought that was the best decision. And that was the only way he was going to be able to do what he needed to do. And as you continue to go on into the testimony, he's talking about, he um, he started talking about masturbation. And I realized when you start doing that, it's just something that is going to be continuous because now you've given into your urges and now you have to continue it because when you stop it's going to be it's like being addicted to drugs when you start doing it your body becomes so dependent on it that it's going to be so hard for you to stop so i just wanted us to jump into a scripture it's first john 2 verse 16 
from the New Living Translation. It says, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. As this world is fading away along with everything that people crave, but anyone who does that does what pleases God will never will live forever hallelujah so mm-hmm. everything that he was facing is basically this this scripture he was craving physical pleasure he was craving everything that he saw around him he he had so much pride in his achievement and po- he just wanted possessions of the worldly things he never seek God and you know he declared to the devil that he hated God like he basically swore and basically put put it out there that he don't he don't serve jesus he don't like jesus he don't want nothing to do with him but he he had a relationship with the devil do you understand and that's mad because you don't understand you don't even think that this is happening around the world but this is something that um, the devil does this is exactly how he got to adam and eve lucky enough they only had they only ate the apple and after that they realized it was the wrong thing to do so it's so important that when you're walking in this world you're not serving something that could basically put your life at risk because everything that he went through was a consequence of him giving himself fully and completely to the devil so he became a servant of the devil and everything that he had to do was like was if you notice everything he did was against everything that the bible says he slept with a mat he slept for men for money he he had the lust for possessions and lust for money so now money was controlling him so much that if he didn't have it he had to go to the devil and be like listen i need money show me where i need to go do you know what i mean and it's so crazy because the devil will always make you do something that you know you shouldn't do but because you don't your consciousness your spirit is uh, is not awakened to god you can't even say no because if you say no that's going to be even deeper consequences. Even after he tried to go to church, that was that was a statement of the devil telling him, you don't belong there. You're, you belong to me now. Mm. There's no way you can enter a church again. Mm. But God was saying, no, if you want to seek me, you know where to find me. I'm mm. never going to give up on you. Mm. I'm never going to leave you for the enemy to take, to keep going at you. Mm. I'm going to be there to cleanse you. I'm going to be there to wash away, wash you away from your sins. It doesn't matter if you were seeking the devil. You you know where you truly belong and that's the thing he understood after a while he realized this is not what i want to do this is not my life i don't want to be serving the devil i don't want to be going to him and doing the things that i'm doing Mm. that's what i'm saying when you are truly a child of god you will always go back to him and the door is always it will always be open for you to serve him always be there open for you to come back to him he will never leave you nor forsake you amen and i wanted to add yeah there's always a way out i feel like anytime we experience anything we always think oh you know what i'm trapped forever or you know what i don't have a way out but as toshoi explained god won't ever leave you you know there's always a way for you to come back to him and you know what's crazy as well like god spoke to emmanuel and he said listen if you're coming back to me give up everything you know and i feel like how many times has god spoken to you and said you know what give up this thing or give up that guy or give up porn or give up you know buying and you know gossiping you know he's told you so many times give up this thing but when he spoke to Emmanuel Emmanuel said 
God, you know what? I'll give up everything apart from fraud. And it, it, it comes to a point where we always want to hold on to things that aren't of God. But hear this, anytime you come to Christ, you are a new person. And since you are a new person, you have to give up everything, everything that caused you to sin, everything that caused you to backslide, everything that caused you to come away from him in the first place, give it up. And I know that sometimes we feel like, you know what, if I give up this thing, I won't have anything. But listen, God is able to restore everything and give you everything and more. It's up to you to trust him. What is currently happening right now in your life that you are not trying to like give up? You know, has God spoken to you? Has he called your name and you aren't able to hear him? Why are you not able to hear him? If you want to truly hear from God, sometimes you need to put away anything that will kind of like prevent you from hearing from him. And I feel like that's why it's so important for us to, anytime we're reading the Bible, anytime we're speaking to God, put away your phone, put away Instagram, put away anything that will prevent you from hearing from God. Because when he's speaking to you, he's speaking loud and clear. Anyone who has an ear, let them hear. You know, that's, emphasized a lot of times in the um, bible you know you have an ear to hear but it's up to you if you're planning to hear it or not now is the time to fully give your life completely to christ this episode has provided the perfect opportunity for you guys to turn your life around if you are someone out there or if you know anyone out there who wants to change their life who wants to give their life to christ this is the perfect opportunity you know god wants you to come home to him he wants you to have a good life he wants you to seek him he wants you to have joy and happiness he he doesn't want you to be in darkness Guys, if you want to make Jesus your Lord and personal saviour, please repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I have sinned against you. I believe that you are the son of God Mm -hmm. and you died on the cross to save me from my sins. From today, I repent of all my sins. Yes, Lord. And I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with your blood and make me a brand new person. I make a commitment that I will serve you. I will love you. I will seek you. I will believe in your word and I will honour you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from going to hell and putting me in the way of righteousness. I am grateful in In Jesus' Jesus name. Amen. You are saved. Yeah, this is a time to celebrate. celebrate. Understand? Because when you come into Christ, you come into royalty. You come into brilliance. You know, you come into the grace of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're so happy, guys, for anybody who has repeated that prayer. And honestly, guys, if you repeat that prayer, repeat it with your heart. Understand? Repeat it and believe it. Because this isn't a joke thing. Understand? This is is some serious business. This now concludes this episode and we pray that, you know, this episode has blessed you. Now, guys, please remember, his word is God's word. Hey, his word is God's word. Hello, his word is God's word. Yes.